It's a, it's a night that has become uh, very, very special for us and, uh, and just means a lot for us um, as a church. Basically, um, what it is is, is, a, is a time for uh, kind of like an open night night where um, we get to look back and see what the Lord has done over the past year and, and come up and, and talk about it. And so anybody's free to come up and, and talk about it, um, anything that the Lord has done in them or through them or, or whatever. Um, there's a... There's a lot of reasons it's special for us, but one of the, the big reasons is we talk a lot about um, the fact that Jesus Christ has a power to change any human life. Um, we talk about that a ton. And what a night like this does is it gives us um, multiple, uh, very tangible, real examples of, of that reality. Um, the fact that Jesus uh, can change any life. He, he is changing um, our lives, and, and especially if you look corporately and individually, he is, he is at work within our body. Um, uh, when we take time individually to kind of look back on the year, which um, I personally don't do a ton, a ton of, um, but when we intentionally look back on, on the year that we've had and, uh, and look in, and, 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 and see where God has been at work with us individually, um, the way he's changing us um, internally, the way he's um, changing the people around us, um, we get to come up and respond to that by, by talking about it. Um, and so corporately what that does for us is it allows us to see pictures of who, of who Jesus is, um, the way that he individually um, is working, the way that he individually loves on each of us, the way that he individually is, is faithful to us, um, the fact that he is working in each of us in a, in a very unique way, but, um, but it's so consistent um, between all of us. And so this is just a, a cool night, and I hope we've been doing this for, I mean, I know we've been doing it for, um, uh, since, we, since we started uh, four years ago as a church, and I'm pretty sure we were doing it before then. Um, but this is, is not just a, another night that we um, just check off on the calendar. This is a very intentional night, and it's a very uh, special night. And um, it's a night where um, historically in the past uh, the Lord has done a lot of cool stuff. And so I hope, um, I know tonight's going to be the same, and I hope um, that, uh, that y'all are on the, on the same page. So um, this is how it's going to work. Um, basically... Um, if you feel led to come up, uh, come on. Um, I'm gonna be up here um, handing the mic off. Uh, if you, uh, once one person comes up, if you if you know you're gonna talk, just come. There's a whole front row right here. Just come on up and, and sit down, and that'll make uh, everything flow a lot better. So um, we're just gonna gonna start, jump into it. So if you uh, want to come up, you wanna be the first one to kind of break the seal. Come on. I honestly thought I'd never be up here. Uh, <laughs> nothing on earth can be like a mother's love. Nothing on earth. However, there is a greater love, and we all know that love, Jesus Christ. And through my mom, Jesus has been working. Uh, this time last year uh, was a rough time. Uh, big argument happened, broke out between... <clears throat> me and my family and my mom 
And it took uh, a humbling experience for me to be at my lowest point to realize that nothing is greater than Jesus' love. You know, and it took me to realize a lot this whole year, realize that through my mom, that Jesus still loves me regardless of what I do and what I go through and what I say or what I believe, Jesus will always be there. And he used my mom to tell me that and give y'all a chance to see that everything isn't always bad. And just because you don't believe the same thing or you don't choose to or you choose to believe something different doesn't make you not a Christian. It takes real genuine love to make you a Christian, not beliefs, not religion, but love. And uh, so Jesus's love is the greatest love that was shown me. And I would just want to show it, show it back. Okay, was staying up here for a little while. So, I think one of the cool things about nights like tonight is that we get to hear just a, a wide range of stuff. Um, we get to hear the really big, quote unquote, big um, things that have happened. Um, uh, people recovering from addictions and, um, and stuff like that. But we also get to hear a lot of the. the Things we like to call the smaller things. Um, the, the, this is simple um, things of, of realizing um, how a huge community is and, um, and how um, just the function of the church and just, just the, the things that we sometimes attribute to the, to be smaller than everything else. And I, I think the cool thing about that nights like tonight is that, um, that all those things are, hu- are hugely important because they're all just evidence of the, the kingdom of God at work and actively at work. God is king, being intimately involved in, in transforming the, the lives of his, of his people. And so, um, so anyway, this is a very cool. Um, and this, nights like this kind of stretches a little bit. I know not everybody's a fan of getting up in, in front of everybody and talking. I'm definitely one of those. Uh, so um, you're in good company, but, um, but I hope that doesn't stop you from coming up. Hey, most of y'all know me in here. Um, uh, well, this year is kind of been a kind of a seesaw of a year, but uh, I do have to say that uh, through the seesaw, God is very merciful. Um, in May, I had a, a seizure. Um, don't know why, but uh, my body was craving. You know, a lot of sweets and stuff. But, uh, you know, through all this, God's been much older. I'm always need to get uh, you know, more eyes on me to get a better test. And I have no fever at TV now. Um, I guess you all heard last year or something that I learned to sugar work. I'm going back to sugar again. Uh, this year we had a lot of it. But I just want to say that God is awesome. 
such a way that helped me realize, okay, I'm not seeking Christ first in my relationships. And that's a problem. And so towards the end of the year, he put it on my heart to, you know, begin to seek him more. You know, he put it inside my, my spirit to just, all right, Larry, seek me more, you know, in your relationships and what you do and how you react and how you respond to people and how you deal with people. And I guess I want to brag that because he has given me the freedom to seek him first, it has made, I don't know, it seems life is not necessarily easier, but I definitely have a little more hope about in just dealing with people, what I want to say to people, or maybe showing Christ through, you know, the way I live. I'm not saying I'm perfect at all, by any means. But um, this process that God is bringing me through is, is awesome. It's really cool. It's really cool. It's gone from feel alone because, you know, I don't really understand people and I don't understand how to be around them and I don't understand how to have a really good relationship with them or a healthy relationship with them to there is God in this relationship. You know, there is God, you know, in the foundation of, you know, my friendships with, you know, my roommates or my friendships with just other people, you know, maybe work-related or whatever. Um, there's God here because I've, you know, God has given me what it takes to put him first. You know, aside from him, I couldn't do it on my own, but he, you know, did it for me. He basically gave me what I needed to, you know, love him through my relationships with other people. And so that's what I'm bragging on Jesus about. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Amen. shaker to some. Um, in praying for tonight and um, if God would have me share anything, uh, like a very specific story came to mind in a specific scripture passage. So as much as I would like to sit in my chair the whole time, what do you do with that besides uh, speak it? Um, I would like to preface the story by saying that it's going to be on the surface sound like super girly, but it's not, okay. Um, when I was in eighth grade, uh, I, when I just started walking with the Lord, I had like a disciple now. Some of you have, may have been lately. Um, and like, I don't really remember anything about it other than the story of my, one of my leaders had just gotten engaged and um, he was telling us like how he does it or whatever. And he said um, that he, like washed his fiance's feet whenever they got engaged. And like at that time, like I said, I had just started to like walk with the Lord on my own and like read my Bible on my own and just have my own relationship with God apart from my churches or my parents. And um, I just felt like God impressed on my heart like that when I got engaged, that that was gonna happen. And so I was however old you are when you're in eighth grade and I'm, was, I'm 29 now. 
So quite a lot of time had passed between those things. Um, and I never told anybody that, and I never, just never shared it, number one, because it's kind of silly, I guess, like, and I didn't know if I was ever really going to get married, and I, I just didn't know, you know, so I, I just sat on it. And it's not something I thought about a lot. But um, I really never told it anybody. But when I got engaged, um, this part of that was Chad, like, watched, watched my feed and read some scriptures about, about that. And that's real awesome, you know. Um, but, like, in the midst of all that, it wasn't like, the message wasn't like, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he's going to give you the desires of your heart. Like, that wasn't the message. Like, like, I don't think God promises people to get married or anything like that. Like, the message was, like, I know you. And I, I spoke that in your heart so long ago. And, like, this is going on, and you're getting a, a husband in your life to, to shepherd you, but, like, I'm, I'm your savior, and I'm here to, like, it's always just about me. And that was, like, a cool, such a cool thing in, in the midst of, all the excitement going on, and um, just our relationship going to the next level, that Jesus was just whispering, like, I know you, I love you, this is, this is like me winking at you, like, from way back. And that was just super cool and very intimate with the Lord. And um, of all the things that have happened this year, it's been a really awesome year for, for me and for us. But, like, I just felt like that was the, the one I was supposed to share with you. Um, and this scripture verse came to mind. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you, crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he remembers how we were formed, he remembers that we are from dust. some time to think. Um, one of the things that uh, the Lord has um, just been really doing to me this whole past year is I'm, I have grown up uh, a big people pleaser, a huge people pleaser. Um, uh, very concerned with what people thought of me and very um, overly concerned about how I looked and um, just really uh, constantly looking for people's approval and trying to put up a, a, this front. And, uh, I want to say, over the, I think in January, I think we had uh, um, a pastor from out of town come in and do a little training for a lot of the community group leaders, MTX, MTXs and elders. And um, 
just through uh, this, this group discussion that we had and, and through some different people talking, the Lord just seemed to put his finger on that area of my life, which I, I can't say that I really, I think I'd known it was there, but I don't think I I'd really realized how much of an issue it was, um, how much anxiety it was producing, how much just um, unhealthy emotions and all that stuff. And um, it was one of those, the first times that I think I realized that that wasn't necessarily normal. And, uh, and it's just been real cool. And I, I'm still definitely working through that, that process myself. But um, it's been very cool to see the way that the Lord has begun to change that. And even change that outside of me really praying for that kind of change. Um, cha- praying, I, I don't, like I said, I didn't, I didn't know it was really a huge problem. And he just kind of just put his finger there. And, um, and so just seeing the fact that he is just transforming me constantly in that process, even when I'm not necessarily asking for it, has been, has been real big. And, uh, and so I'm definitely still in the process of it. But, um, but he's been completely faithful uh, the whole time. And, uh, so anyway, I've given y'all some time to think a little bit and get the courage to come up. job um, it's like the perfect job that I really really wanted and uh, just lots of God just answering a lot of prayers and having to take a lot of steps of faith on my part and I doubted him a lot <laughs> um, but I guess like the last six months have been a big transition and growing pains time in my life so I've just really encouraged to have a community group and a church family that's really encouraging and just I don't know, loves on people the way that um, I've seen so many of y'all do. So, thanks. because we were on our way here and we like saw on Twitter that it was Raglan Jesus night. I was like, Alex, are you going to talk? He was like, no. And he was like, you going to talk? I was like, no. Crap. <laughs> um, but uh, when I started out last year, I've been going around for like two years, I guess now, I like totally sucked at community. Like was a champ at keeping people on the surface level and like bottling everything up and dealing with it on my own and kind of making it in my brain that like between me and Jesus, we can we can do this. I don't really need to, like, bother really letting people in. <clears throat> and then I met Megan Kelly, who um, 
had to work on me for a really, really long time and have a lot of coffee dates of us just kind of like sitting across from each other like, <laughs> like what do you want? Um, but she kept pursuing me and kept um, like trying to get me to understand what this place thrives off of, which is <clears throat> really like walking through life with each other. Um, and I've been a part of the college community group since I started coming here, which was awesome. Um, but then this like, last semester, I joined um, Adam and Lucy's community group, which I don't think they know, but just totally opened a completely new set of, oh my god, I really have to live in community with these people. Um, the, the people like in that community group have just, and I don't think it's even, they don't even think it's a big deal but have completely changed my life. Um, I've lost like a lot of friends from high school this year. I think I went to high school with a bunch of idiots and we all just do really stupid stuff and then they just keep dying. Um, but I lost like four friends this summer that I've like grown up with um, and then lost like three <clears throat> this last semester. And finally getting to the point Finally getting to the point that like I could send out an email to my community group and be like, hey guys, like this is super depressing, but I just lost a friend and I'm really freaking out about it. Um, and to have people really care. <laughs> but um, to have somebody like grab me on a Sunday and be like, I've been thinking about you all week and I'm really sorry, and we're praying for you, and to be able to feel, gosh, <laughs> to be able to feel those prayers. Um, I'm definitely a big believer in prayer now because of y'all. Um, and I'm much better at not keeping my relationships on the surface level because y'all won't let me. <laughs> um, so I'm just super thankful to be a part of this church and uh, a part of this community. I know like half of you don't even know who I am and I'm talking like y'all, y'all, all of you. But um, so yeah, just that learning to live in community and like not just be saying that I am, but actually letting people in, I think has been the biggest lesson of last year, so.
kind of funny being up on this perspective because you can kind of see people kind of avoiding eye contact. They're like, look away whenever I look around. It's okay. I'll talk to you later. some people out there. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to say my biggest lesson I learned last year was that God works through mysterious ways. Um, I had a big falling out with my family, with a part of my family that was really close to me for no reason. Um, and then they wouldn't talk to me or anything like that. So senior year, my grandma, one of the few people that would talk to us still, um, died. And then my uncle decided to ask the one person that um, probably was my best friend in a way, but then at the same time, you know, he inflicted the most pain on my soul um, to be a pallbearer. And so I had to force myself to go to the funeral, um, but in the way that God made me interact with the person, uh, brought us to a new friendship again. Um, he and I have been talking and, um, you know, gotten back to close to the level that we were, you know, good friends. Um, and then also that he taught me a lot of pain last, or like, okay, not pain, but um, a lot of suffering last year went through my, you know, um, and he just taught me that no matter how much pain you suffer, he's always there for you and pulling you through. see what Josh sees. Nobody. Seriously. I don't even know how to start this or finish it or whatever, but um, hearing everybody talk, I just know that, uh, oh, sorry, my name's Paul. Hey. Uh, I'm just really thankful for this group. I've been coming here for a while now. I can't remember, you know, I hardly remember anybody else's name. I always ask people, have you come to the ring much? And they're like, yeah, we've met three times already. I'm, like, yeah, uh, I'm just very thankful. This year has been really, really a struggle for me. Uh, I'm a mechanic by trade and uh, love working on cars. And, and God just decided to tell me, no, you're going to do this now. And, uh, it's been a big, stressful year this year. I've been so thankful for the guys in my community group and uh, just just all my friends here who always are very encouraging. Um, uh, I ended up uh, having my community group leader move next door to me, which was great because uh, I could leave my four kids at the house and go to community group and not worry about anybody. 
And then for some reason, God just said, uh, sell your house and move to Donaldsonville. Okay, now I drive 45 minutes to community group. And, uh, but it's worth it. It's definitely worth it to, to my family. Um, I'm blessed with an awesome wife who, uh, who's been supporting me all this year with all the transition. Uh, but I just really, really thankful for y'all um, and those guys that, and they know who they are, uh, who just pray for me and are always there as encouragement. Maybe not say too much to me, but I know that they're praying and I know that they, they're there for me. Thank y'all. My name is Adam. We're twins. He's barely. Time for a couple more guys. One or two more.
saved. On behalf of all of us, thank you very much because sometimes it gets kind of hard out there. But you know, my God always tells me that his grace is sufficient. Sometimes when the scripture comes to mind, he says he chastises those who he loves. I tell him, I say, well, Lord, you must love me a lot because you're whooping me to death. <laughs> but, but seriously, though, y'all, um, 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 we really do appreciate it. You know, I know a lot of y'all don't have time to come out there and talk to us on the level, but, you know, when you, when you, when you, you know, give your finances or whatever it is that you do to help us, we, we really appreciate it. Um, you know, God is, is constantly dealing with me. He's constantly working with me. He's, he's showing me things that, that, that I have forgotten about. One thing I want to let y'all know, be thankful for every little thing that you have, for every little thing. Because once you start forgetting about what you have, you take it away from you. Uh, you're looking at a living witness. You know? I, I, I just can't say thank you enough. I know a lot of times, you know, people get discouraged when they do stuff for homeless folks because they say, well, home, they don't, we don't appreciate it or whatever, but. I appreciate it, and I thank you very much. God bless y'all. some part of me, I don't know why I'm here, but there's another part of me that's going, why wouldn't you just brag on Jesus for, for what he's given you, for what you go home to tonight? Uh, I'm a very morbid thinker uh, sometimes, you know, we think about life, and I've got such precious things in front of me, and I, I like to think if anything ever happened that, that God would put to the forefront that I would thank him for the days that I've had with him up till now, if that makes any sense. You know, you really hate to think about that stuff, but life happens, and I, I just, that goes hand in hand with praising God. Seven years with Addie, about to be four years with Jack, two years with Joe, um, and, and almost ten years, eleven years with my relationship with Chris, and I, I praise, I praise Jesus for, for what he's done in my life. Uh, there's really not much more to say, uh, not much more to say than that.
All right. So you would think I wouldn't even be nervous coming up here. But man, it's weird. It's different. I'm mad. I don't know. Um, so uh, I got to talk about my year. It's kind of interesting. Um, like sixth of the like January. It's just, you know, you've heard most people come up here and talk about the community of this church. And I hear other people in other churches talk about the community of this church. And uh, you can't drive on any of that for a church of God. Absolutely incredible. From, from, from Brittany and I, I think we love you guys. So thank you for being here. No, I said one more, but we got time for another one. Anybody else?
Hi, my name is uh, Blake Fowler. Uh, I had an experience this year uh, that was kind of different from uh, my relationship with Christ. It's been uh, kind of lack, or lack thereof throughout my college career. Uh, we went through the, the, the book, uh, The Good Use of God, and I actually revealed something to me that uh, I didn't think what I thought it was. I thought that uh, I understood who I was with or love. I didn't have to do these things in order for him to love me and to please me. And what I learned by going through that book was that I'm a very, I wouldn't say legalistic mindset from, uh, from, from growing up in, at Parkview, but I would definitely say that, that I, my pride would get in the way and it still does. And to reveal that, that, that process of, of how, to, how to go from just not the same to be the one that just Before we finish off, we're going to have one more person come up. She's going to talk a little bit about what Jesus has been doing with her over the past few months and what we'll be doing for the foreseeable future. So I'll give Megan a hand. Stand right here. It makes me feel not so high up. Anyway, I'm Megan Boudreaux. Um, like Matt said, um, I didn't actually know whenever I was speaking tonight that it was Brag on Jesus Night or tell. I don't know, everybody, what happened, what's happened in the last year, so this is kind of good timing because God has really rocked my world in the last nine months, and that's even an understatement. Um, I am actually in the process, or actually, I kind of already live there because I don't have any place to live here. I live in Haiti right now. Um, in April, I started planning medical mission trips to Haiti, um, and I went pretty much every month for a few months, and then... Um, in August, I got to this place called Gracier, and it's about 20 minutes west of Port-au-Prince. And when we went there, actually, you can show the picture of it. And there's a pastor jumping up in the middle. I couldn't find one with nothing. Um, but actually, a little tangent, he'd actually never seen mountains before, and he lives in Port-au-Prince. So this is 20 miles away, but about a two-hour drive, so that's why he's so excited. Anyway, so... Um, I went there in August, and we prayed on that mountaintop right there, and you can see some tents in the background, and that is pretty much Gracie, and it kind of goes all the way around. And when I got there, I was like, oh, you know, this is neat, I like this place, this is cool, and then, you know, got back to the States and kind of 
kept going with my life, even though God was like, that's, that's something special right there. Like, you know that something's going to happen. And so I'm pretty stubborn, and so I just ignored it and kept doing what I was doing and actually started planning this trip to go to 11 countries in 11 months and got all the way to the training camp and was at training camp meeting everybody, and God was like, okay, what do I have to do to tell you that you've got to go back to this place? And so finally I decided, okay, Lord, I'm just going to go. And so I started um, planning everything to uh, open my nonprofit and to get everything started because I realized that this is is what God wanted me to do. So um, trying to make a long story short, uh, there are 50% um, of the kids that live in Grace Day, they don't go to school. There are a lot of orphans and children that are pretty much cast out from Port-au-Prince and Carfu and are sent here. And um, the Lord has put orphans on my heart from, you know, so long ago, and children on my heart since I was so young. And so I knew that this is something that I wanted to do. And so um, I kept just planning and praying about it and realized that Respiray Ministries, Respiray Haiti, which is the nonprofit's name, um, was going to be developed to educate and empower and encourage these kids that nobody else wanted. And so, um, I mean, I could talk about this for days and days and days, so I'm just going to tell you one story to try and give you an idea of what Grace Day is like and um, what Respiray Haiti does. So if you go to the next picture, um, this is Michaela Dimanche. Um, I met her actually last week when I was walking around on that same mountain in Haiti. And I was watching her. In Haiti, first of all, they speak Haitian Creole, so it's not like I can just go speak English really hard. <laughs> and so I'm learning that. And um, I had a conversation with her. I saw her throwing rocks and running around. And so I asked her, I, was, I said, what are you doing? And she walks up to me and she goes, two black birds. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I see the birds, but what are you doing? And she's like, I'm throwing rocks at them. And so I'm watching her for a little bit. And I'm like, why are you throwing rocks at these birds? And she looks at me and she goes, to eat them. And I was like, wow, okay, you want to eat the birds. So I watched her, and I'm like, is she really going to eat a bird? Oh, my goodness. And sure enough, she kind of like, I don't know, she hit some birds, and then she gave up, and she comes up to me, and she starts talking. And it turns out that she's seven years old. Her mom um, is dead, and her dad actually um, abandoned her. And she didn't tell me this, but the way I found out was a lady came up from the hill and passes her up and comes straight to me and goes, Oh, her mom doesn't want her, her dad, I mean, her mom passed away and her dad doesn't want her. Nobody wants her, so I took her in front of her. And so for me, I'm like, oh, my goodness, you can't say this in front of this little girl. And so I was crushed, and I was like, okay, something, you know, is going on. So I actually um, asked where they lived and kind of asked them about their life, and then they brought me into their house. And the next picture is, that's where they live. There's actually, you can kind of see them peeking around the corner. They don't like to be in pictures. There's actually seven of them that live in there. And, I mean, it looks kind of big, but, I mean, it's a tent, and there's cold, and it had been raining, so it was a really rough you know, couple of days. And I went to go sit in the tent and found out that there are five other children that live in there. And five of the kids, they all go to school, but they can't go to school. And so I started to ask some questions, you know, why did she go to school, and realized that they just didn't have the money to send her to school. And so... 
she was actually running down the hill. I mean, these are hills, so I was running. I'm, like, falling. So I was, you know, kept trying to tell her, we're going to go. It's okay. It's okay. So anyway, this is going to be a long story. But we finally got there. And, um, I mean, she, I have never seen a little girl so happy to go to school. There's no free education. And so if you're an orphan, nobody is supposed to go to school. And so nobody's going to go out of their way to try and make sure that you have an education. So anyway, we got her pictures. We got her um, uniform. They all were in the same place. And it was about $200 to send her to school for four years. Send her to a private school that's really good and can help her because she has an education. And so anyway, um, well, I think there might be one more picture. I'm not sure. Anyway, so that's what, um, you know, it all ties back to me and to this and to the past and next year. Because, I mean, last year at this time, I was born my apartment. Megan's been a part of our um, community group uh, for the last few months, and so it's kind of been cool to, um, to see this whole thing progress and to see the way the Lord has just kind of um, been working in her heart and, um, and just kind of uh, shaping what uh, his vision for her is. And one of the things that she has consistently talked about, and she just talked about a little bit, is just knowing that people are praying for her and asking for prayer and, and just really um, coveting our prayers. And I think anybody that's been um, away from home for a period of time, and especially um, doing long-term missions, and that's a big deal to know that people are praying for you, um, and uh, so that's what we're going to do um, right now, um, I'm going to pray for, and um, hope that this, know, uh, we know this will be the, the beginning of us kind of praying for her as she as she goes out, and so um, why don't you all join me as we, uh, as we pray for her. Father, I just thank you so much for the way you just manifest yourself, uh, so 
clearly in the lives of your children. The way that you show uh, your heart for the hurting, uh, for those that are in need, Father. Lord, I just thank you so much that you just display uh, how much you love your creation and your children uh, through your people. Lord, I thank you for Megan and for the way that uh, that that heart and that love uh, is so clearly displayed uh, and the way that um, she displays that to the Haitian people that she is, has lived with and is going to be living with. Uh, Lord, I just pray that uh, Lord, as she, she leaves and, and, and goes to live over there for as long as you'll have her there, and that you'll just remind her of the fact that, that you are the one that is changing lives uh, over there just as you are over here, and that you are the one that is uh, accomplishing the purposes that you have for her. Um, and all you called her to be is obedient, to trust you with, without Christ Jesus. Lord, I just thank you so much uh, for uh, people uh, like her who are willing to, to step out um, into a pretty big unknown, uh, and just trusting you and being obedient to you and knowing that, that Lord, you are faithful. I thank you for giving us evidence of that faithfulness over and over and over again. I just pray that Megan um, will be able to recount on those times of faithfulness. Uh, when it gets tough, when she begins to question, um, Lord God, that uh, she will just come back to the fact that she may not need all the answers. She doesn't need all the answers. All she needs to know is that you are faithful and that you will continue to be that way. I just thank you so much for her and for, uh, for just the way um, that you love us. And I pray all this in Jesus' name.